All right, y'all. Y'all already know what time it is. Ooh, it is time for another episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. The paranormal investigators straight out of Atlanta. ATL shouted, this is your man, your homie from down the street, the Marcus Harvey. And you know who it is. It is the paranormal poppy. I am Jawan Mass. Hey, you still going with this name? Because, I mean, we like halfway through the season now, and you still telling them that you know. You know, never mind. Never Marcus, mind. now you know Jawan ain't going nowhere with that name. But that ain't about him right now. Mm-hmm. It's about me. Oh, it's about The bad boy of paranormal himself. Mm-hmm. Daylin. Cujo Spratt. Never heard that middle name. But anyway, let's get into it. Today's urban legend. What are we getting into today, Mr. Paranormal Poppy? Today's story is about exorcisms. Specifically, Annalise Michelle's story. Wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. But isn't that like the exorcism of Emily Rose? The movie, wasn't that like based off her? See, can't get nothing past you, Hyundai. Hey, man, listen, man, I told y'all. I know my stuff. I'm educated. I know that's right. But this movie is loosely based off what happened to her. Now, Annalise's story is real. This really happened to her, but they don't know if demons or a mental issue possessed her, so we're going to get into that. And today, we have a very special guest in the house, Yamanika Saunders. You know, she's a comedian with a list of credits. Marcus, I know you know her. That's my homie. Yeah. I mean, from Comedy Central to Netflix to NBC. So today, we can't wait to hear about her cast out of demon story. Wait, 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 wait. My homegirl, y'all mean, got a cast out of demons type of story? Because, I mean, that sounds spooky. And I, I know her from a lot of things, but I didn't know she knew about them demons getting cast out. I'll tell you this. I'm definitely looking forward to talking to her. <laughs> you can't wait, huh? <laughs> hey, man, listen, bro. Anybody talking about casting demons out? Ready? I done got my notebook open. Ooh. All right, let's jump into it. Born in Germany in 1952, Annalise Michelle... Another international story? Listen, man, we we taking it overseas. We we overseas, man. We're getting it. You already know. But listen, she was born there and grew up in a religious household, so y'all know we can relate, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A Catholic one, though, and she used to go to Mass like two times a week, and it was a family staple to her. Which, as you probably know, exorcisms are very, very big in the church. Right. Anyway, after having a series of convulsions at 16 years old, A doctor actually diagnosed her with temporal lobe epilepsy, which essentially means she started having seizures. They put her on medication, and she enrolled in college a few years later. All right, all right. Things are starting to look up. I mean, say, bro, if you having seizures and epilepsy, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? You take the proper medication and the things start looking up, I, I would feel like... You can go to college. I could go to college, bro. Let's go. Not exactly, fellas. Hold on. The medication didn't really help. She started seeing demon-like faces. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, and believed she was possessed by one. She felt like it told her she was damned and would rot in hell. And remember, guys, she was religious. So you know what did she do? I know one thing. What I would have did. What you would have did? I would have been praying to God. The Almighty. Jesus. Himself. And the Holy Spirit. That's right, fellas. But the demon said this stuff while she was actually praying. Oh, okay. That's an aggressive one. Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me while this woman was praying, the demon was like dodging them prayers like he was playing dodgeball? Interrupting them prayers. And after reaching out to different priests for help, one finally said, let me see what I could do for you. He believed she was possessed and wanted to perform an exorcism. 
So he got the permission from a local bishop, and the bishop got one of his priests to do it. So here's my thing. I feel like no pastor, priest, like anybody like that should ever turn you down if you possess and you need somebody to help you get unpossessed. Listen, Mm -hmm. the number is 67. Okay. You know what that is? No, just a random number. Nah, that's how many exorcisms they performed on her in 10 months. Oh, okay. That that, that thing don't want to come out. That means, okay. Ten months, they did sixty-seven exorcisms. Divide. How many is that? That is literally at least six per month. Every week, they were having exorcisms on this woman. It was like a Tuesday thing. Yeah. Sometimes twice a week. It was actually like service. (laughs) Right. Hey, we better go ahead and go to Tanya's house. Go to Tanya's house. Go to Annalise's house. You know that thing? It didn't. It didn't stick last time. It didn't take last time. Man, some of them were actually up to like four hours long. That sounds about the same. That's a part-time job. That's a no. That's a church. That's a black church service. That's before praise and worship. This was her only treatment. Like, <laughs> she stopped going to the doctor. They didn't give her no robotussle? The demons tried to take control of her body. I mean, she broke bones. They communicated from her with, like, a type of growl. Like, she was really possessed. Wait, wait, wait. How she break bones? They don't even take her to the doctor. They ain't put no Band-Aid on it. Nope. She gonna walk it off. <laughs> they done seen it a couple times. Go ahead and drink this ginger ale. <laughs> no ginger ale. Take care of everything. And tuss it. And give tuss, it. tuss it. That is crazy, man. So they tried to help her, but eventually she stopped eating and actually died at 66 pounds from this malnutrition. The crazy part is the state she lived in said her death could have been prevented if she went to a doctor. So they took the priest and her parents to court. As they should. Charged mm-hmm. them with negligent homicide. Yep. And during the trial, doctors said she wasn't possessed. It was a combination of her strict religious upbringing and epilepsy. The priests and parents were found guilty. And guess what they was given? Probation. Bro, I'm gonna tell you why that's messed up. Dang. Because you remember, remember when we um went to the Roth house mm-hmm. and there was that story about that little girl, man, who was having like those psychosis and those breakouts. Right. And uh her dad didn't know what to do and thought she was possessed and put her in a a home. Mm-hmm. And she ended up passing away behind that, man. And it's just like it's just crazy. Like back in the day, you just don't know. Like, a lot of mental illness and things were, you know, attributed to demonic activity and possessions. And it was just you were having a seizure. Bruh. A seizure. That's it. Like, did y'all ever have any experiences where y'all witnessed, uh, like, an exorcism or y'all knew somebody that, like, performed one? Bro, I told y'all, man, my mama... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> say, growing up in the church all day long, I saw my mama cast. We ain't call it exorcism. No, it's casting out. Had never at one point in my life have I ever heard them call it exorcism. Black folks don't call they it. They don't ex- play with that word. We call it casting out demons. Yeah, yeah. casting cast out spirits, it. man. Yeah, you cast them out. So that was normal to me, bro. Like, I never once thought that that was, like, not normal. It wasn't until one time that I brought a friend to my church. And when people start shouting and dancing, he was like, Nervous. I was, like, I was like, bro, this is light work. They're like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is only the first service. Man, but look, people all over the world try to perform exorcism. It seems like demonic possessions can happen. And like I said, it's a pretty big topic in the church. At the end of the day, those it happens to just want to be free from a crazy spirit that's trying to control their body. You feel me? But in the meantime, we actually gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk to Yamanique. All right, we are back with my homie, my sister, Yamanika Saunders. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. 
the Thanks great, the great, the great stand-up <laughs> goddess. All those things. What's up, sis? I just got back from the gym, and uh, you know, I was listening to some heavy weights today, so I'm ready to go ahead and release a lot of things. I understand. Yeah, she sounded like me in the gym. I just started working out the other day. I, I always throw it in conversation. <laughs> oh, oh you yeah, what that? you say to me? You know, I just, you know, I just left the gym. <laughs> you know, I just left yeah, nice reps. I put <laughs> but look, let's kind of get into this, Yamanika. You know, we're into the paranormal. You know, we go to different haunted locations and seeing if ghosts exist and what our experience is. So curious, like, how do you feel about the paranormal? Like, do you believe in ghosts? Have you ever had any experiences? Yeah, I mean, I've had a, a few experiences. Some of them, I'm not sure if they were based in reality because some was like when I was young, I had an imaginary friend. So I was kind of out there mentally. How old are we talking? Yeah. I had an imaginary friend until I was about 10, to be honest with you. And my oh, grandmother thought it was right. weird. I don't really remember when the transition was where I realized it was a figment of my imagination. So it wasn't right. like I was 10 and thinking that that was really somebody. I grew up an only child, even though I have half sisters. And, you know, I was very much a loner. And as much as I talk, believe it or not, I didn't talk until like the age of two or three. My mother thought something was wrong. That's how I got into theater because she put me into acting classes to get me to have something to say. So I was pretty tuned in to a lot of things that were supernatural when I was a kid. But again, you know, when you're a child, you don't know how much is your imagination and how much is, you know, you really experience this thing. You know, it's a theory that says that uh, kids and imaginary friends are really them speaking to spirits. You know what I mean? Like once they hit a certain age, you know, that spirit either leaves or transitions or whatever. And then the child is so young, they just don't really ever think about it or they can't express what it, what they right. thought it was. So that's interesting. I wonder if you really was just in your head or did you have some sort of an, an attachment? I don't know. One thing that I remember very vividly, but it could have been like a dream, but it reoccurred numerous times. I was very, very young because it was still like a... Remember those diaper bags that they would hang off the crib and they would stack the diapers in there? And I just remember that turning into something that was very menacing and speaking to me. I just remember his face being like white and it had black lips, like very painted. And it would come to me at night. I don't know if that was a nightmare or if that was really something that I had seen as a child. Yeah. Yeah, that's deep. What you think about demons? You, I know, like, uh, black folks, listen, because, you know, when we got into the paranormal, like, you know, we were, like, the first people to get into it. And it's like, you know, black folks don't do no ghost hunting. I was like, now nah, we believe in ghosts. We believe in the Holy Ghost, but maybe mm -hmm. not all ghosts. Do you have any, like, thoughts on, like, demons and things of that nature in the paranormal as well as in the spiritual world? Yeah, I mean, my grandmother was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. They was constantly casting out demons. I wanted to share the story. I was glad to come on and, and talk about this experience with my grandmother and grandfather. It was one of the most spectacular but scary things I've ever experienced in my life. We have a neighbor where I was growing up and she was having problems with her husband. They were still married. You know, old, you know how old school people are? They ain't going to get they're not divorce. getting divorced. No they divorce. sleep in separate right. rooms before that happens. Uh -huh. Right. They're yeah. they, separate rooms. They'll split the refrigerator. They've they hated each other. Out. Hated each yeah. other for years. Yes. The end. So the house phone was ringing like maybe around 1130 or so, close to midnight. And I hear my grandmother on the phone. 
And she, you know, my grandma's very theatrical, like me, you know, just, oh, Lord, what? No, <laughs> no, Lord. And so I didn't pay it no mind because she. this is how she always gets down. And then maybe about 10 minutes later, still hooping and hollering. And I hear all this rummaging down in the kitchen. I hear the door open. I'm thinking to myself, why is the door open? So I hear her and I'm kind of like in and out of going to sleep. And I get rustled out of my sleep. Maybe it's 20 or so minutes later. I hear all this screaming and hollering outside. I see my grandmother directly across the street at the doorway of our neighbor's house, holding on for, for dear life. She's screaming and hollering and she can't get in the door. So all of a sudden I run downstairs because I'm like, I, don't, I have no idea what's happening. As I come downstairs, my grandmother comes back, runs right past me, goes upstairs, gets my grandfather. She's screaming and hollering, Ned, you got to get up. You got to get up. We get this is a strong demon across the street. We got to get over. We got to take care of the demon. So my grandfather, they like night and day, right? So my grandmother is all the theatrics. My grandfather wasn't like that. He was regular. He's like, come on now, it, all this nonsense. What's, what's happening? She said, no, Ned. She said, you got to get the prayer oil. We got to go over this. It's a thick demon. And I just remember my grandmother, she had some aluminum foil in her hands. I don't know what you do. She had a knife. She had a spatula. So I'm like, what's going on? She's telling me, don't come over there, stay, because your faith's not strong enough. You can't go over there. So they get over there, and my grandfather gets across the street. I see him at the door, rustling. Oh, Lord, Jesus. <laughs> oh, he said, oh, Jesus, Lord. I said, oh, my God. So now my aunt, I have to wake my aunt up. My aunt has special needs, okay? I said, Jake, we got to go help grandma and grandpa. Her hearing aid's going off. We try to get across the street. My grandma telling me, no, they fighting. They screaming and hollering. They throwing oil everywhere. And when I tell you, it felt like an eternity. But maybe it was like five minutes. Yeah. They finally got in that house and they closed the door. So now me and my aunt, we running over there. I'm banging on the door. My grandma said, get out of here, get out of here. Now our neighbor, she's screaming, hooping and hollering. My grandmother opened the door up. She see us standing there. She said, get out, the demons, get out, get out. We moved to the side. She pushing everything out. And it was the craziest thing, but I felt some weird energy over there too. This went on for at least three hours. Me and my aunt, we didn't know what to do. We were so nervous. Finally, they came out. My neighbor came out with them and... My grandmother said, we got to take her over to the house. We had to clean her in the street, you know, clean her spirit off. They said that the house got to set. They got to let the Lord go in there and clean up the, the spirits. And Here's the short of it, right? Number one, the next day, they tried to go back to real life. Right. right? Like it was all good. I said, no. I said, are we going to talk about last night? My grandmother said, no, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about it yet because the spirit's still working. So about a week goes by. My grandmother comes in. She said, I'll tell you what happened. Finally, my grandmother said the reason why there was a demon in the house. Now, this is wild. Oh, so she just leaves with the reason why there was a demon in the house. This is why there was a demon in the house. Had y'all undivided attention. Ready. Undivided. And she told us that she had gotten a call from our neighbor that... The woman was suffocating. She wasn't able to breathe. 
she didn't know who to call. So she called my grandmother, which is crazy because just call 911. But, you know, we write across. way less numbers. There's just yeah. three of those numbers. Right, <laughs> right, right. But, you and know, old school people, the they, knew, they knew everybody. Oh, you know, Shirley, number 555-666-7777. Five, 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 six, right. six, six, seven, 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 seven. So she called my grandmother. My grandmother was down there. She said she was praying with her to release the spirit off of her throat. Finally, my grandmother went over there because she still wasn't getting enough air in to help her. She said, make it to the door. Let me in. My grandmother said there was something stopping her from going inside the house. It started to suffocate her. So she told our neighbor to stand there and wait. And then she went to get my grandfather because she said she needed more spiritual warfare there to get those demons. So she said my my faith wasn't, you know, I was still watching Martin and the Living Color and stuff. Yeah, so I wasn't. You wasn't really ready. You know, you I wasn't was ready, ready to fight. They're going to jump on your ass. They're going to jump on your ass. And <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, what's yeah. up? <laughs> right, right, right. So my grandfather, he was saying that he also was suffocating when he got to the door. Yeah, he a big and, dog. And he only went over there because my grandmother is hysterical and he thought it was some nonsense. And he was going to shush all this up because it was damn near midnight. He said when he got there, he realized how thick everything was and they just had to go on the intercessory prayer right there at the door. So then when they finally prayed enough to get whatever was happening at the door, they went in, they closed, and they went in and they prayed all over the house. That's why every room they said they had to go in and clear it and clear it and clear it. Did they feel like they met that same presence in every room? In every room. Now, here's what the deal was. Our neighbor and her husband, they were still married, but they had separated the house up. He had a section, she had a section. My grandmother said that what she believes was happening is this man was having young girls come into the house doing God knows what with him. My grandmother says she believes that he presented that spirit to take our neighbor out. Because my grandmother said when they went from room to room to room, praying that demon out as loud as they was. They got over to his room and he was sound asleep. Mm. Wow. Because y'all could hear from across the street. Of course. We had neighbors coming out that was looking and stuff, but they know how my grandmother get down. So nobody came and disturbed us, but you know, they checking the seat. She took the, the oil. She threw the oil on all over his bed, just threw it over him. Still, the man didn't move. Finally, my grandmother said, this is the demon. He's the demon. He's the He's demon. He's the demon. My oh. grandmother said, you got to get him out of this house or you're never going to have no rest. She said the day he was out of that house, she had the best sleep of her life. Dang. So it's a life lesson that I learned very early on, right? Is get rid of the darkness in your life. I believe in that. Man, it's I'm just listening to you speak, and I'm I'm you know I always try to find a joke in everything. Just that's just the way I operate. Just to you know smooth moments over, but I couldn't while you were talking because everything that you're saying, I grew up with that. So my mother has been the head pastor of my church since I was in the third grade. But before mm -hmm. the third grade, she used to hold Bible studies at our house. So literally, 
it would be people coming in and out of our house for prayer all the time. So I've seen what you are talking about with my own eyes multiple times of people getting spirits casted out of them. Because I grew up in a church where people speaking in tongues, people shouting, people literally getting spirits casted out of them. I remember one time being at church, sitting in the front row, and this lady had a spirit on her. It, bro, it took three grown men yeah, to yeah. hold her down. The craziest part about it yeah. is that as soon as it's over, the mm-hmm. person who was inflicted is right back. Bro, to, right back. To who they were. I used to be like an armor bearer. So I used yeah. to be my pastor's like right hand man. So like mm-hmm. literally we would be in services and this is like one of the non-denominational Detroit churches. And we had the same type of situation, man. We were in the front row, man. And like this, like this lady, I'm talking about, she was bent backwards. Oh, wow. Like. I, I've never seen a person bend that way mm-hmm. mm. and started, like, walking that way. Bro, that's yeah. wild. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, Monika, we appreciate you, sis. I got one more question before you leave, before we bounce. Yes. If you were to become a ghost, where would you be haunting? Mm. Mm. Where wow. or who would you Or haunt? who? Or who? Or who? Where, who... And, and what why? would you be wearing? Because I feel like everybody wants yeah. to know. Like, what you yeah, what's your, what's what's your, your ghost, ghost outfit? I like, you know what? I like chains. Okay. Because I like to come in stomping with some noise. Okay. You know? Okay. But the chains would be pink. I would do that. You know, I think if I was if I if I was a ghost, I would go to people who were hurting, and just be with them, comfort them. There's so many people that are you know that are alone. People who are you know going through things emotionally. I think I would be like a nice ghost. I would be concerned if I was a ghost because that meant that I didn't make it to the next ascension. So well, maybe I mean, there it, was a maybe there was a line, and so like you was just kind of waiting your turn, waiting for your buzzer to get yeah. called. And then I mean, you're using great usage of your time. You're, you're you started a a, a ghost nonprofit. Yeah. No, these ghosts, we actually go share our, our ghostly spirits mm-hmm. with these elderly people in there. That's a ghost nonprofit. I think you should really go with that. Yeah. I would love I would love that. I want to say this one thing before I go though. Uh-huh. Just and uh I'm glad we had time to to laugh as well. This is a serious for me, it's very serious. Be very aware the energy that transfers. Because a lot of times people engage and want to help people and there's no reciprocity in what's happening. So you're just getting the vibe from them and it's ha- it has to go somewhere. Right, right. And I think that's how a lot of people find themselves to be depleted. Yeah. So be very aware of that. Man, listen. That's real. Yamanika, we truly appreciate you, my love. Thank this was you. amazing. Thank you for sharing with us your great experience. That was wild. We appreciate you for being honest and open and sharing with us. You know, because, you know, us in the paranormal, as being brothers, you know, folks be like, they don't think that this is 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 something that other black people have had or have any type of awareness of, mm-hmm. of the spiritual and the paranormal world. So it's just dope to see, like, you know, some of the greats even also understanding their roots and touching, you know, the other side, too. So truly appreciate you. Man, we appreciate you. What you said today definitely resonated. And uh, one of the things I took away is just, you know, energy is real. But, yo, before we go, tell the people where we can find you. You know, what's your um, social media? What you got going next? Yeah. yeah. You can find me on everything at Yamanika, 
And uh, if you're ever in New York City, I'm, you know, normally at the Comedy Cellar. So, you know, just hit me up. And don't nope. they see you on Comedy Hype every Wednesday, too? Oh, yes. How could I forget, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Yamanika. We truly appreciate you. I love you guys, too. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Have a good one. Bye. All right, guys. We are back at it with a new game of the old game that we always play called Never Have I Ever. Are you guys ready? Okay, okay, 100%. Let's go. Okay, you guys ready? Yep, sure. Question one Never have I ever been scared to watch a scary movie by myself like The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, I've been scared to watch a scary movie by myself for I, sure. I definitely have, and recently. Recently. Uh, what was that? What was it? What was the movie? Oh, I was trying to watch, um, it was like American Horror Story or something, bro. It was just late at night. I had just gotten in from the garage. Bro, I just feel like the movies come to life, man, after 2 o'clock in the morning. All right. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Next question. Ah, never have I ever tried to cast a spirit out of someone or someplace because I thought they or slash it were being possessed. I can say right now I haven't, Dalen hasn't, but Marcus, I know you remember this in the episode of Haunted House Guests where you got into that prayer battle Oh, it was a prayer. It was a prayer off. It's a prayer off. And y'all was trying to cleanse that room of that demon. She tried to overstep her prayer boundaries. I was leading the prayer, and then she gonna just try to come in and old Rocho Tobo over me. You know, uh, no, he ain't gonna overspeak me, and I can speak in tongues. What's crazy is y'all got to battling, but y'all's both intentions were to try to like help this family. I'm trying to figure no, out. No, my intention was to win the prayer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was your intention was to yeah. beat this lady in prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she wasn't going to beat me on my own show. That was not okay. going to happen. I was like, no, nah, my pastor watching this. Yeah, and you don't want to let him down. And I can't let him down. I've been in too many intercessory prayer conferences <laughs> to, to not know what to do. Been and on too many Usher boys. I've been on too many, I've been too many assignments. All right, guys, here we go. Here we go. Last one. Never have I ever. Heard some kind of demon trying to talk to me. Mm. Man, hey, when we first started doing Ghost Brothers, man, mm. my homegirl called me up one day and she was like, Daylin, your mother's a pastor. I need her to come to my house. And I was like, why? She said she had just had a baby. And she said that every time that she would be upstairs, she would hear a voice loud as day telling her to throw the baby over the banister. Oh, no. Yeah, she was like, Dalen, I know people say about, you know, postpartum, postpartum depression, all of that. She was like, it's not that. Like, I hear this voice loud and clear every time I'm holding my baby and I walk upstairs past the, the banister. Like, my mom had to go over there, bro. She like, worked it out. Of course yeah. she had to go yeah. over there. She yeah. worked it out. Because you can't not. You can't not. Because you're like a doctor at that point. You yeah. can't turn you know, down medical service. I got to go over there and cast that demon. You already Or did. take that baby. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's what we have for the game. Y'all know what time it is. Joanne, what time is it? It's time for a listener submission. Hey, guys. Um, my name is Pandora. I'm from Oklahoma. Um, I have an amateur paranormal team with my husband, Paranormal Wasteland. Shout out to our own team. We were actually at Missouri State Penitentiary this past November. Super cold. We were down in 3D where they kept like the criminally insane. And so we had set up a mag light which is the flashlight that you can turn it on and off by twisting it. And we had cat ball toys that if you just touch them, they light up. And we were asking a bunch of questions and like on the spot every time, responses to our questions. 
by using both of the devices. And whenever one of the cat balls lit up, my husband and a girl that we didn't even know, they both said that they saw something crawling on the ground, like a shadow crawling on the ground. So that was freaky. And then we kept on asking questions. And then I felt what was like a lit cigarette being dragged down the back of my neck. And I looked and there was this big scratch mark. And so we got the heck out of there. We actually returned like later that night. Everyone else had gone because it was so cold. We were the only two people left investigating. We went back and we were standing at the top of the stairs looking down, deciding whether to go down or not. And then we heard people talking. There was no one there. So we decided to just leave. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Can you empathize with seeing a shadow figure crawl in a haunted location that's frightening i ain't gonna lie to you bro i would rather get burnt no you wouldn't i I would rather get burnt with a lit black and mild before i sit there and watch something crawl so we're so if it's crawling like that it's not human like oh yeah it's it's so we're talking like (laughs) the ring crawling out the tv yeah burn me burn Burn you listen get you a cool 100 a slim 100 (laughs) So you'd rather take a menthol to the <laughs> back of the a, neck. <laughs> take a menthol <laughs> to, to the, the back, back of the neck. neck before I see some crawling across the shadow, foot. 100%. The shadow figure scurry in your direction. 100%. <laughs> what got me, though, was like they actually had evidence of it coming that way. Like cat balls were lighting up along yeah, the way. So yeah. it's coming towards you. Yeah. And you just taking it. Uh, hell no. Menthol me. Menthol yeah, you menthol. boy. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all hear it here first. <laughs> Dalen will take a Newport. Say, it ain't too many places you could stick that Newport on me, bro. <laughs> that I wouldn't take before seeing that thing crawl up on my ass. So he'll take his chance with a new with a with a with a Lucy. <laughs> with a Lucy. <laughs> with a Lucy. Over a shat- a shape shifting shadow figure. Hey, y'all in y'all out there in podcast land, let us know. Would you rather take a lo- a lit Lucy to your ass <laughs> or a loose? What you call it? It's a or a or a shape shifting shadow figure on the loose. Ooh, coming towards your ass. And you don't know what his intentions are. <laughs> you just better, <laughs> so you just better hide your you ass. Hide your ass. <laughs> Ma, thank you so much for that listener submission, man. If you got more, please send them our way. Because, you know, the Ghost Brothers going to give you that real. And it may or may not make sense. <laughs> but we are award-winning. All right, y'all. That's all we have for you legends today. Ooh. Yeah, you're finally coming around. Aren't you? I hope y'all enjoyed it. I need you guys to subscribe. And I need you to rate us. We want five stars. Yes. And don't forget, we love to hear from you guys, our listeners. So please send in your stories to ghostbrotherspodcast.com. That is ghostbrotherspodcast.com. You know what to do. And until next time, see you later. Peace, love, and paranormal. (laughs) So see y'all next week. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is produced by Neon Hum Media for Discovery+. Plus. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. For Discovery Plus, our executive producers are Michael DeSalvo and Allie Reed. At Neon Hum, our executive producer is Shara Morris. Our lead producer is Cheris Satchel. Our associate producers are Navani Otero and Ann Lim. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hans Del Shee, Max Unruh, 
and Lila Williams.